0: Welcome to All Nations Baton Rouge Podcast Where we exist to help you find family, discover purpose, and change the world Here's this week's message, I hope it is a blessing to you and your family Here 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 we go! Here we go, 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 here we go All nations, bad Rouge, how y'all doing? Amen. Amen. I'm going back and forth with God about what I'm supposed to be preaching up here today. Amen. The spirit of God moving. And sometimes when God is moving, all you need to do is just get in the water. Amen. Amen. Your deliverance is in the presence of God. Yes. What better way to close out this year? The way we brought it in. Praising God. So I'm going to share a brief message with you, and then I'm going to believe, God, that we can close out in and, uh, and praise. Amen. Amen. Praising God for all his goodness and all that he's done. Uh, God is so good. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord God. We give you praise, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord, to minister to the hearts of your people, Lord. We don't take it lightly. We pray, Father, that you would anoint us to teach this message, God. That you would make our tongue as the pen of a ready writer, Lord. We pray and give you permission to change us into another person, Father. That we minister the word of God. Father, we take authority over any spirit that's not like you, Lord. We rebuke and bind the devil now. Thank you that the revelation knowledge will flow freely in this word and in this place, Lord. And God, we thank you right now that hearts will be changed, minds will be changed. Lord God, lives will be changed by the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I first like to, I want to ask you to... Uh, celebrate our pastor, our pastors with us, Pastor Roe and uh, Pastor Christian. I thank God for the greatest pastors on this side of heaven, amen. It's just amazing, it's exciting to see what God is doing in the lives of of our pastors here. And I'm blessed by what God is doing in the life of every one of y'all. This ministry has came a long ways in a short period of time. And you know, the good thing about it is that when God brings a ministry up, he brings the people in the ministry up with it. Amen. So just like this ministry is blessed, every one of y'all should be blessed as well. God wants you to be blessed in your home, blessed in your body, blessed in your business, blessed in your finances, blessed in your bank account. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Blessed in every area of your life. So I won't be before you long. I just... uh, I want to minister to you on a subject uh, called the life of faith, amen, the life of faith. So we want to look at uh, Romans, the first chapter, and we're going to start at uh, verse 17. I know it seems strange to some of y'all to see this Bible here. Uh, some of y'all are still trying to figure out what this is. <laughs> I'm old school. Amen. Amen. King James. So I, I thank God for the word of God because God's word is his power. Amen. Yes. Amen. In Romans, uh, the first chapter, the 17th verse, the scripture said that, For I am not ashamed of the gospel or the good news or the word of God, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greeks. For therein, in the Gospels, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. So the scripture said that the gospel or the word of God is the power of God. God's word is his power. His word is his will and his will is his word and his power is in his word. Amen. So there'll never be a time when the word of God will be obsolete. Never be a time when the word of God is not valid or not appropriate. God said that the word, my word, Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. Amen. So, you know, I said that earlier that sometimes you don't really need hands laid on you. You just need a word. One word of God to change your life. One word of God coupled with faith or mixed with faith will change everything. We sing the song that Jesus, you change everything. The word of God changes everything when it's mixed with faith. So thank God for the word, it's the power of God. Never go out of style, never change. In this unchanging world, the word of God will never get old or cease to be important. The word of God. Now this Bible, the Bible The word of God it may not be on the bestsellers list it may not be the, in the Book of the Month Club but it's the word of God and in this word when you mix faith with it it changes and has the ability to change everything in your life and so whenever you open the word of God or you get into the word what you're actually doing is whether you are reading it through the King James or <laughs> or through a laptop, or you're reading it through an iPhone, what you're doing is you're continuing a conversation that you started with God the last time you opened your Bible. And so, if the enemy is going to stop you from doing anything, he will distract you to the point where you can't, or you won't read your word. Amen. The Bible is God speaking to us. When we get into the word, we put ourselves in a position to hear from God. Now, A lot of people say that God doesn't speak to me, but I beg to differ. God's speaking all the time. The thing about it is that we need to learn the language of God. Kingdom language is different from worldly language. God speaks differently to us. I said that there's two ways that God primarily speaks to us. One is through the word of God, and the other is through our spirit or through an inward witness. And so we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the word of God. Amen. So you need your word. When you crack your Bible or when you begin to pull up scriptures on your iPad or your iPhone, what you're saying to God is that, uh, speak to me, Lord. I'm listening. Speak to me. And God is saying, I got some things I want to tell you. So every time you get into the word, you're positioning yourself to hear from God. It's important to hear from God. The just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so you need the word to live. When you understand the natural or the makeup of man, man is a spirit. The Bible said that he was made in the image of God. Right? He is a spirit. He lives in a body, and he has a soul. Your mind, will, and your emotions. So man is a trichotomy. And so I'm glad now that we found the importance of education. It blesses me to see so many young people with degrees and letters and alphabets behind their name. That's a wonderful thing. We hadn't always had that opportunity, but now, you know, some people got all the letters in the alphabet behind their name, and that's that's a good thing. It opens up opportunity for you, right? It opens up doors, financial blessings and avenues, and that's a good thing. So we've learned to feed our soul because you get paid for what you know, or you get paid for what you bring to the hour, not by the hour. So with your body, And we got a fitness that we're getting ready to start, right? Faith, fitness, and whatever the F is, the other F. (laughs) Amen. And so we understand the importance of of our body, right? We understand that if you eat right and if you exercise and if you live right, you you have the ability to expand your lifespan. I mean, it it makes you feel better. You look better. And so it's good, you know? So the person that you're sitting next to, you're not seeing the real person. What you're seeing is the house. You know, you, you, you know some people, people got a, a really nice house. You know? You know, some people live in a house. You, you live in a two-story or, you know, some people just live in a, uh, you know. I ain't going to go too far with that. But, <laughs> but that's not the real you. So man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a body or he lives in a body and he has a soul. So we do well to educate our soul. We do well to exercise and eat right. But many of us starve our spirit. When we eat three cold snacks a day, and somebody said we feed our spirit one cold snack a week. That's when you come in on Sundays and you get the Word of God, and then after that, and then you you go back to living a lifestyle that, but the just shall live by faith. So you have to understand if you wanna contact God, you have to do it through your spirit. God speaks to us through our spirit. The word is spirit and that's why this word will never be obsolete because it is the thing that feeds the, the Christian believer. Now faith is or the word of God and faith is the currency of heaven. Money is the currency of earth. Scripture said that money answered all things. You got some money, you can live where you want to live, you can drive what you want to drive, you can go just about anywhere you want to go. But God is not moved by money. They walk on, money is made into gold in heaven and they walk on it. It has no value. In heaven. So if God's going to get your attention or you're going to understand God, you have to do it through your spirit. Faith is of the spirit. Faith is the currency of heaven. Whenever you, God sees faith, you get God's attention. You can cry all day long. You can pray all day long. You can get counseling. You can go to this person and that person and, and keep trying to figure out what's wrong, but until you get back to the maker, because man is a spirit. God's the only one that's able to deal with the inner man, the real you, and give you answers. Amen. God's the only one that could change the heart of man. And so when you're done crying and praying, and there's nothing wrong with that, I mean, when you're done crying and praying, then God will ask you, are you finished? Are you through? Now get into my word. I got, yeah. I got answers for you. I want to tell you something. I want to speak to you. Come close. I want to speak to you. Any relationship is based upon intimacy, yeah. right? Y'all know that. You got your boo, your husband, your wife, you know, and just think if y'all had a relationship and then you never spent any time with him, right? You wouldn't have much of a relationship, right? Your relationship would struggle because how could I say I love you, but I never spent time talking to you? I never get into a place where I could hear from you. So God's primary way of speaking to us is through the word of God. So I pray the day that you cross over into 2020 with a new desire for the word of God. Amen. So in Joshua 1.8, God speaking to Joshua. This is after Moses failed to take children into the Promised Land. And so God told Joshua, he said, uh, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then shall thou make thy way prosperous, then shall you have good success. And notice what he said. You'll make your own self prosperous. You'll make yourself have good success. It's not all up to God what we get because God has made it available, but there is certain ways uh, that God has designed for us to get what it is he has for us. And so that will kind of eliminate the thing about waiting on God. You know? And, you know, and I, and I you hear people say that, you know, if God wanted me to have, I'd have it. No, well, He wants you to have it. But there are certain ways. God has a strange way of giving us stuff. <laughs> He'll give you something, but it always requires your participation. Yeah, right. Something you gotta do. So God never speaks to me, but he speaks to you all the time. Have you positioned yourself to hear from him? Yeah. When's the last time you cracked your Bible? When's the last time you bent your knees? Hmm? Speak to me, Lord. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. So Joshua said that God told Joshua, the book of the law or the word of God shall not depart out of your mouth. Now, when I first heard that, it kind of startled me because I'm like, okay, meditation is a thought process. Meditation is to think deeply about something, but God said it shall not depart out of your mouth. And so my thought was, Lord, how, what does my mouth have to do with my meditation? I asked God a lot of questions, that I don't know a whole lot. So I, I asked God questions. So God told me, he said, look it up. <laughs> so I looked it up. <laughs> meditation, meditation is to think deeply about something. But it has another definition for meditation, and the word is to mother, to mutter. That means to mutter, you just keep saying something, you, you're muttering, you, you, you gotta say something when you're muttering. And so I started thinking about it. and started muttering, you know. No weapon formed against yeah. me shall yeah. be able to prosper. Yeah yeah. Hmm. I can do all things through Christ, which is yeah, strengthens yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. God is not giving me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Yeah. Hallelujah, thank you Father. So I started muttering and muttering. You, you can mutter the word. And what you're doing is, you're, if, if you don't have faith in what you're doing already, you're schooling yourself into faith. Because faith comes by hearing. And the more you hear it, it doesn't matter where it comes from. It can come from you. It can come from the Bible. It can come from another person. It can come from a CD. But faith's still coming. Mutter then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. Amen. So I got hold of a scripture in Acts 10, 34, and the scripture said that God was no respecter of persons. And this was early on in my, my Christian uh, walk. I, I got hold of this scripture, and it was talking about the story of Cornelius and Peter. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Peter, if you know the story, I encourage you to read it when you get a chance in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts. Uh, it's a powerful story because what it does is actually it, it, it explains to you how God speaks. Cornelius was a just man, prayed often and gave much alms to the people. And God told Cornelius, he was praying one day, and God told him, Cornelius, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial. Send men to job and inquire of one Peter, Simon Peter and he shall tell you words." At the same time, Peter was up praying, and Peter was a Jew, so they didn't normally, uh, the Jews thought that they were the chosen people, so everybody else was dogs to them. I mean, he's, he's the first act of racism. I mean, Peter's, no, we, don't, we don't mess with them kind of people. So God showed him in a vision, he, he, a sheep, different animals in it, and God told him, rise and eat. Peter said, no, I won't touch anything unclean. God said, what I call clean, don't, don't, don't you dare call it unclean. He said, that two, he said that two men are standing at the gate, go with them doubting nothing. So as God spoke to Cornelius to send these guys to get Peter, he was speaking to Peter. So I'm going somewhere with this. He was speaking to Peter, to let him know that these men were coming, I want you to go with them. So when Peter got there, Cornelius explained to him the vision that he had, Peter preached the gospel, and while Peter preached the gospel, the Holy Ghost fell on those, the Gentiles. So this story ends when Peter said, I believe that God is no respecter of persons, but that everywhere, every nation that worshiped him and lived right is approved of him. And so I asked God, I said, you said you were no respecter of persons, but I was seeing other people that were living lives and enjoying things that I wasn't enjoying. So I said, Lord, something's wrong with this. And I know you're not unfair. I mean, you're going to have to show me something because this don't look like what you said. You said that you didn't have favorites. But I see some people that seem to be enjoying Christianity. And here I am over here. And, and, and this don't seem to be working for me. So, God told me, he said, I'm not a respecter of persons, I'm a respecter of faith. I'm a respecter of faith. So, whenever God sees faith, it gets God's attention. Right? Right? You remember the story about the woman with the issue of blood? Her faith extracted the power of God. Her faith placed the demand on the power of God and she went away healed. at the end of the scripture, the scripture Jesus told her, "Daughter, your faith made you whole." And yeah. said, "My power." He said, "Your faith." Yeah. Yeah. If her faith can make her whole, your faith can make you whole. Yeah. If her faith can set her free, then your faith can set you free. Yeah. I think it's one of the most powerful things that the body of Christ needs to come into an understanding about is that faith is the currency. Of heaven, If you want to get God to move in your life, find your word. One, trans, one, one, one writer said, find scriptures that promises you the things that you believe in for, and you'll have a firm foundation in which to build faith upon. I don't think y'all heard what I said. He said, find scripture that promises you the thing that you believe in for, and you'll have a firm foundation in which to build faith upon because God watches over his word to perform it, right? Wherever he sees faith, wherever he he sees faith in action, it gets God's attention. So when I found out, when the Lord told me that faith was the currency of heaven, I said, if that is so and it is, then I need to learn more about faith. See, because I used to say, the scripture that we read in in the beginning, it said that the just shall live by faith, right? So this thing is not just something that you use periodically. Faith for the Christian is a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Your whole life should be mixed in faith. Yeah. When you rise to go to your job, you should be believing God. Yeah. Believing God to bless the work of your hands. Yeah. Believing God to perfect those things that concern you. Believing God that no weapon formed against you shall yeah. be able to prosper. Yeah. Yeah. You should be believing God that you walk in health and healing. Yeah. This is—it's it's, it's not a thing where we're just subject to whatever happens. And then we reach for our faith because now we got a problem. (laughs) The just shall live by faith. So I've been on a journey of faith for about over 20 years now. Because I want everything that God has for me and if faith is the way that I access it, then I need to find out more about faith. And I found out that faith is a journey. Faith is a journey. That you're not... End up where you started out, but you gotta start somewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faith is a journey. And some people may act like they know everything there is about faith. And you can talk like you know everything there is about faith. But the but the bottom line is that we're all learning, we're following after, we're learning, we're growing and developing. You never really arrive in this thing, you get better. Yes. It said that. You can always locate a person by what they say. You wanna know if a person's walking in faith? Listen at what they're saying. You find somebody that's always complaining, they're always struggling, they got a problem, you've just located them. You're not walking in faith, you're walking in doubt, you're walking in unbelief, you're being controlled by the circumstance of the situation, and so you're speaking whatever you see. And see, when you understand about the, the kingdom, this kingdom that we are in now, God's language is different from the language of the world. So God says things that confuses a lot of us because God will say, tell the sick to say that he's well. Let the broke say that I'm rich. Right? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you, and you have to be careful what you're saying because Sometimes you're creating situations in your life by your tongue, and you don't even realize it. So I was thinking about the 9-11 incident when the enemy took the planes, something that was designed to bring us from one place to another in luxury and in comfort, uh, and at a record time, a quicker pace, and he took the planes and turned them and used them as weapons and flew them into the Twin Towers. That's a powerful thing, man. I mean, imagine how devastating that is. But then God said that if you're not careful, you could take your tongue and turn it and begin to do harm to yourself because you spoke the wrong things. You spoke things into existence. So you have to understand, in the beginning, the scripture said that God created the heaven and the earth. And God, uh, the, the, the heaven and the earth. The earth was out, form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. Right? And God said, "You made in the image of God." The first time you saw words used was not for conversation; they were used for creation. We create our own life. You have whatever you say. And so I know some people say, well, I don't say that because I'm, I'm lying. If I, if I say that I'm healing, I'm lying. You're not lying. You're prophesying. You're speaking things into existence. You're saying what he said. You're getting an agreement with God. And then the thing that you called into existence is on the way. I'm taking my healing. I'm not sick. I'm taking my healing. <laughs> I'm not broke, money's on the way. I'll never be broke another day in my life. You might not have a penny, but you still can call money into existence. Money coming to me. In Jesus' name. God has given you words to create the life that you want. You have whatever you see. So faith is a journey. But you understand natural things are similar to spiritual things. As a babe, when you first came into the world, you were a child, you were fed milk, and you know, your parents are breastfed or whatever, or you, you had baby food, and, and then you grew and you developed. And then over a period of time, you just, you, you've grown into a teenager and then adult, and then. But imagine me carrying a 10-year-old, my 10-year-old son of of my 17-year-old daughter, <laughs> legs dragging, and I'm still trying to hold her because I love her. So I, I, I don't want to. I'm protecting her. I don't, I, want, I don't want her to hurt herself. I'm carrying her, but I'm hurting me, and I'm hurting her. Oh oh when you're born as a believer, you're born into the body of Christ. You're a babe in Christ. Scripture said, desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. So over a period of time, then Paul said, look, I fed you with milk because, you know, you wasn't ready for me. But here it is now uh, when you have need for somebody to teach you, uh, for you to be a teacher, you have need for somebody to teach you again. He said, I have some things that I want to say to you, but you're not ready for them. It still hadn't grown up. So imagine, you know, uh, Christianity in one sense where it differs, a spiritual growth does not come by length of time saved. You can be saved a long time and still be a spiritual baby. Y'all know those people. Been saved a long time. Cuts you out in a second. Mm? Always talking doubt and unbelief. But they'll show up at church. They're saved. They just hadn't grown up spiritually. So God's desire is for us to grow up spiritually. Faith is a journey. You start where you are and it's not, you don't let anybody, don't let anybody judge you or make you feel bad because you're a spiritual baby, that's fine, that's good. But at some point, at some point, you ought to be able to lay hands on yourself. You should be able to lay hands on your children. You ought to be taking and, and, and sprinkled or uh, symbolically sprinkled the blood of Jesus around your own house. You ought to be taking the thought of the enemy in your own life. You always need to get to the pastor God has given you. He said, I've given you keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You should be loosing something at some point, at some time in your life. Faith is a journey, but the destination is spiritual growth. The destination is to get to the point where we walk the face of the earth confident and encouraged in who we are and who God is. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jesus has given us power. I've given you power to lay hands on the sick. This ain't just for the Presbyterians. This, this ain't just for the pastor or the evangelist, the apostle, the teacher. I've given you power. Every believer has an anointing of God upon him. So I pray that in 2020, you step over into that with a a new confidence and with a new boldness. When God told Joshua in the first chapter, he said, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. And then five times he told him, fear not. Fear not. Fear is one of the greatest enemies of faith. Fear not. The other enemy is a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because they reject it. I mean, the knowledge is available, but you have to crack the book for yourself. You can't just wait here and, and, and read a scripture that pops up on the screen. You got a Bible. Or your mama got a, your grandmother, or somebody got a Bible. Blow the dust off and then read it. The word of God is God speaking to you. He's given us the ability. He's given us the power. He's given us the knowledge on how to live this life. Now, you have to understand that God speaks differently from us. Kingdom language is different. But when you come in agreement with God, you're walking in faith to come in agreement with God is to say what he said, to do what he said, to have an understanding that you can do what God says you can do. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have, I can do what God says I can do. (laughs) Amen. That's the mindset. So in Romans 12, one and two, Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind so that you might prove what is the good, perfect and acceptable will of God. And one of the biggest problems that we have as believers is that the transformation of the mind, although your spirit was changed when you made a decision to accept Christ, the responsibility of changing your mind is up to you. Nobody can make you do that. So Pastor Jensen a while back when he ministered, he said, Have you lost your mind yet? (laughs) Because it's hard to access the things of God and hold on to the same mindset that you have. So he said, I beg you, I beseech you, I urge you, be not conformed to this world. God does things differently. He speaks differently, but his desire for you is victory for success for deliverance, that everything that you need and desire, every promise of God is yours, but you gotta mix faith with it. And faith comes by hearing. And so the responsibility belongs to the individual. So get acquainted with your God again. He wants a relationship with you. He's your heavenly father. Amen. we are his children. Amen. Thank you.